Hello from the southern island of New Zealand. This is Address Unknown, episode 6. Welcome back. We remain, as always, Farber and Jonica, and we are close to wrapping up our time in New Zealand. It's honestly hard to believe that we left the States three weeks ago. Like to the day. That's absolutely (laughs) mind-blowing. We have done so much in such a short period of time. Two countries, hanging out with friends old and meeting some new ones halfway around the globe. Yeah. So we are going to need to approach episode six a little bit differently. We're going to be creating a two-parter because we have done and seen so much in New Zealand. Uh, we realized this as we were putting this together. This We don't want to have an extremely long episode and have you get incredibly bored with us. So we are going to break this up uh, into episode 6.1 will be the North Island. Uh, and as a fast follow, we will release episode 6.2, which will be our Southern Island Adventures. All right, everybody, let's get into it. The last episode we recorded in Rotorua, but we did not talk about anything that we had done while there. So let's start doing that now. Yeah. So we took an intercity bus. We left the farm, right, an hour and a half south of Auckland. And the lovely Simon and Sonia drove us from their farm to a town called Hanley, where we caught an inner city bus. This is New Zealand's Greyhound, if you will, um, that takes you around the entire country. It's great, super affordable. And as far as we have experienced thus far, really reliable it hasn't been late most times unless there's been you know construction or something we've even gotten in early so we've heard horror stories and we have yet to experience uh, anything bad when it comes to the inner city drivers are lovely the weird thing is is that a lot of times you can be on these buses for many 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 hours but there are no toilets on board and when we were commuting from Pennsylvania into New York City a mere hour and a half two hours there was always a toilet on the bus which I appreciated but you know getting on this bus and knowing that I had to be on it for two hours for this trip and there was no bathroom worried me um and surprised us but uh we it does make stops along the way so there doesn't seem to be issues there was actually a woman on our bus to Rotorua who she She had to stop and went up and told the bus driver and the bus driver stopped for her. So it was nice to know that they would be accommodating um, in an instance like that. So the ride, like I said, was about two hours from Hanley to Rotorua. And driving down there, it's a great way to see the landscape and the country. And as we got into Rotorua, we, we were dropped right in the center of town and walked to our hotel. Right, and to be clear for everybody, Rotorua is not a large town. This is extremely walkable, extremely user-friendly once landing right in the center of town on the bus stop. Rua, very touristy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rotorua is set on the namesake lake, Lake Rotorua, and is known for its geothermal activity. You know this right away because you enter the town, it smells 
just like sulfur everywhere. Well, it is sulfur. It is sulfur. Think <laughs> think less pungent than Yellowstone National Park and the geysers in the United States. But nonetheless, you know you're in a sulfur environment when you get off the bus. Yes, it's it's obvious. But honestly, it did not bother us that much. We'd heard horror stories. I got a lot of comments, actually, in my gram from people like vomit faces and stuff that know, you know, the town that we were in because of the smell of it. But it wasn't that bad. We dropped our bags and walked down to Kirao Park. And I'm sorry, throughout these two episodes, any New Zealanders, Maori people who might be listening. We're going to butcher We're going to butcher We will try as best we can. We're trying. Anyway, walk down to the park to get a closer look at the steaming hot rocks, mud and water. I mean, there was just, there was sulfur steam rising from everything in this park. And of course, as you walk in, the smell gets stronger, but you would expect that because, you know, that's why you're there is to see all this geothermic activity. Uh, and it's super cool to to see the different ways that this shows up, right? Like some of the times there would be like rushing rivers of crystal clear boiling 212 degree water water. yeah it's it's boiling with bubbling bubbling as you walk by sometimes there's just stagnant pools that are completely white and opaque and muddy looking but there's plant life there's trees and shrubs growing out and around this water there's bugs swimming in the water so it's super interesting to know that obviously things can still live and survive in what seems to be an extremely hostile environment. Another really cool thing about this park is that, like so many parks we've noticed, they're free. It's not like the States where they charge you to get into everywhere, so you just walk right in. But unlike the States, which I liked and we thought was kind of cool, you kind of need to watch your step. Um, They don't mark every single little thing that might be dangerous. So there might be a new area that has now turned into a steaming pile of rocks that you shouldn't walk on and you got to watch out for so you got to kind of watch your step and that would never fly in the states but kind of love that people leave you up to your own devices and hopefully you're not an idiot so after the park we walked down to the lake it's a big lake Mm -hmm. um not one of the biggest there are many many lakes in new zealand like there's so much water everywhere Lake Rotorua is almost nine miles long and has a maximum depth of 476 feet. So she deep, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good size lake. So after that, we went back to the hotel to chill for a little bit before dinner because in the last episode, we talked about how Mark was under the weather. I now was starting to feel worse for the wear. It was, it was not good. It was now my turn to start to, to feel sick. So yeah, adding to the two-hour bus journey, Jonica's starting to feel ill. We need to book an early dinner, like 5.30. Yeah, like an an elderly person time dinner, you know, (laughs) happy hour type situation. Because we have our first night tour that evening, which is going to be of the glow worms. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we hit the tour, we stopped at a restaurant, the Urbano Bistro, which we found delightful specifically because... Of all the places in Rotorua, this is one of the only ones that had, like, healthy alternatives. Salad. Salad, right? So Not we, fried well, food. What we have found is that fish and chips are big in New Zealand. Fried anything. Anything. Anything fried Calamari, is good. Calamari, prawns, all, fry all the things. So we were delighted to figure out that, listen, we have an option here that doesn't include just one Caesar salad on the menu. 
We finished dinner. We made our way to the tour, which we were going to catch that evening at 7.30. This was with a gentleman named Stephen, who runs the Real Rotorua Glowworms Lakes and Geothermal Tours. Highly recommended. And we were off to see the glowworms that evening. We had a small group, no more than eight people. Highly recommend this tour. Yeah, and a little plug for our website, addressunknownworldwide.com. Now that we're on the road, like we mentioned before, we're changing up the format. We're going to be using the site to share more photos. You'll see more of our adventures, even more than you would see on the gram. And also tips, tricks, and recommendations. So we will be sure to add all of the tour companies that we like and recommend some highlights from them, what you can kind of expect, as well as recommendations that we receive from our friends back in the States and our friends that live in these various locations that we're going to, as well as people that we meet on the road. So if you know someone who's coming to New Zealand, you might want to direct them here and see if they find anything of interest. Yeah, the hope is there's some cross-referencing between, if you enjoy the podcast, you can go to the website, you can see what we had done, recommendations, et cetera, et cetera. A little BTS, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Or is that what, brand to, brand to, what does that mean? No, behind the scenes. Oh, behind the scenes. I thought like some sort of brand to brand, co- like, <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> okay. I think it'd be to beat. Be to beat, thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, okay, onward, we move forward with the tour that evening. This starts out, we depart, we go up to the top of this large hill overlooking Lake Rotorua. And while it being in a very nice neighborhood that we bougie, get... Bougie. Bougie. Bougie neighborhood. We got to have the opportunity to watch a sunset. And adding to this beautiful, like, you know, ambiance, there is this house that has two alpacas that are sitting in the front yard. So beautiful photos, beautiful sunset, and just adding to it some local alpacas to, to be part of the scenery. Mm-hmm. We then jump back in the van. After a short drive, we arrived at the park, which is going to be our uh, trailhead going in to see the glowworms. Mm-hmm. By this time, it was pitch black, and uh, that's exactly how we started our hike. To be clear, we were given two types of flashlights, one regular traditional flashlight and one red-lensed flashlight. A.K.A. torches. Torches. And, dear, do you want to explain why we had a red flashlight? Well, most of the animals can't see red light. So, you know, we encountered possums as we were walking along. And if you shine the red torch on them, they wouldn't run away because they didn't know that a light was being shined on them. It was just an interesting way, I think, to be able to walk through and see things without scaring them away. Exactly. So you got to keep the wildlife there. Mm -hmm. We saw large black ferns. They point out several like medicinal plants along the way. Mm -hmm. Across over creeks, we got some really great night pictures those will maybe be up on the site or on the gram, mm-hmm. so follow us. And finally, we got to the location where all the glowworms started to sort of come out. Yeah. Um, also, just just to be clear, when we talk about these glowworms, we believe they're basically native to New Zealand. They're not found anywhere else, potentially Australia, but maybe. I believe only in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not worms in the traditional sense of like night crawlers. They are a small iridescent worm that sets up some sort of like a web uh, below. It's almost like a hammock. Yes. It makes itself an encased hammock that it sits in. Yeah, and and what happens is is it has like a sequence of pearls that are iridescent when they're hit by a flashlight that glow. Hanging from the hammock. Yeah, and the idea is, as most 
animals are trying to do. They're trying to eat. So they are bringing in, attracting like insects bugs. and bugs to their hammock so that for, for so they can eat. And the idea here, of course, is that not only is it beneficial for them, but it makes a beautiful sight for anybody who's going to see these things. Yeah, it was super cool. We got up to this rock wall, and you could kind of see them, but this is one of the times we took out like our regular torch and shined it all over the, the wall, and then we turned them off, and it literally looked like super starry night sky. It was kind of disorientating because your mind is like, what the what? Like, that's a wall, but is it the sky? It was super cool to see. Steve brought us very close to the glow worms. We got to get up close and personal, look at them. They're not cute. But they're little droplets hanging from their little hammocks and stuff. Um, just a really cool, unique experience. And also really fun to just kind of go hiking through the dark when you know there's nothing out there that can hurt you. Right. A night hike without any predators. Yep. Steve then got us back to the trailhead. And what we find when we come back to the minibus is an entire like football field full of wallabies. Small Pots. little, basically small little... Uh, like fat ca- kangaroos. Yeah, small little fat kangaroos. And they're uh, they're invasive, apparently. Yep. We didn't know this. I thought because, oh, they're like mini kangaroos. Maybe it's just New Zealand's version of kangaroos. But that's not the fact that wallabies and possums were brought over. They're invasive. And New Zealand is trying to make them extinct, which I think is super interesting because... So many times we're trying to save animals from becoming extinct, but because they have no natural predators over here in New Zealand, except for maybe a feral cat or two, that's the most dangerous thing over here apparently, uh, they're starting to take over. They're eating plant life and eggs and competing with birds and stuff. So they want them gone, but I'm happy we got to see some of those little guys hopping around. New Zealand has like zero poisonous animals. In that you can go anywhere in the jungles, you can go in the waters. There is like nothing poisonous that will get you nothing at all or kill you. Nothing that's going to kill you. Quite the opposite of Australia. But with that comes this large influx of invasive animals that are introduced that really have no Nothing natural, will kill them. Yeah, then. no natural predator. Mm-hmm. After the tour, we got back in the van, headed back down to Rotorua, arriving at our hotel around 11 o'clock or so. So a good long-ish yeah. tour. It was longer than I thought, but it was it was lovely. It was really nice. The next day, we woke up, and I was super excited because we had booked massages and hot pool times at the Polynesian Spa. Just a quick jaunt from our hotel, like literally a three-minute walk, which was nice. Just a heads up, if you want to go here, this place books up well in advance. I think we booked our massages at least two weeks in advance, and there was literally one appointment time available. The pools open at 9 a.m., and they want you to arrive at least 30 minutes before your appointment so you can soak in the pools. You know, heat up and loosen those muscles beforehand. Make yourself malleable. So we got there just after 9 and our massages were at 10. And we had the place to ourselves. Yeah, I like to think about this as private spa. It was. It was Huge like, private it was like, spa. Like five pools of both a cold plunge, several hot water pools. We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. But private, there was no one else there. Yeah. So there are multiple different areas that you can buy access to. There is one area that is just for kids, and we we looked through the door, didn't go in, so not really sure what was going on in there. It was loud. Um, Some that do not. Uh, One area, like we said, has a cold plunge, which we knew that we wanted to do, 
and you can buy passes to multiple areas as well. There are, in two of the main areas, the adult areas, there are both alkaline pools, which are good for your skin, hair, and nails, uh, and then acidic pools, which are good for your muscles, aches, and pains. There are 28 pools in total at the Polynesian Spa, so a lot. You have a lot to choose from, and most of them look out over this hot Sulphur Bay Wildlife Preserve. So it's basically like a big, hot, dead lake that has a lot of birds. So after we had our private soaks, we, it was time for our massage appointments. I had a Swedish massage. Jonica elected to go for a mud massage. It was like a mud mask for your bath. They were great. Mm-hmm. They were amazing. And and listen, like we went out, soaked again after the massages, hit the cold plunge, hit the alkaline pools for a few more hours. So this day pass that you can buy literally allows you to spend as much time as you want there. Yeah, it's great. And like we said, they open at 9. I want to say they're open till 10 p.m. It might change seasonally, but you could also go late in the evening and watch the sunset and, you know, cools down at night, obviously. So that could be a really cool experience. We just we went earlier in the day because of when we could get our massages. But my hope was that because I was feeling like shit that I could cold plunge the sickness out of me so cold plunge sweat cold plunge sweat those of you that know me know that I hate me some cold water and uh, I felt pretty proud of myself because I went in that cold plunge multiple times and stayed in for over two minutes that's right many times yeah the cold plunge four four degrees 62 64 degrees Versus the 104, 104 in the alkaline pools. Yeah. yeah. So you're really, you're hitting a, a huge dichotomy here. It's great for circulation, great for your immunity, things like that. At least yeah. that's what the science is. Yeah. I don't think it worked though, but you know, it still felt good. I'm still really glad that we did it. So after being cleansed in the sulfur pools of the Polynesian spa, we made our way that night for dinner to the pig and whistle. Traditional, classic Kiwi pub. Yeah, uh, there's one here, actually, yeah, in Queenstown, too. Yep. They have two locations. Have two. Yeah, yeah. You know, they have the pie, if you will, pies, <laughs> pie. steak and mushroom pies. I think it's just a chicken pot pie, but they call it pies. But they have lots of different kinds of pie. That's true. And they love them some pie. And we... Had, Savory pie. That night, we did have an early night, though, I will say, because the next morning, we woke up, and it was the Rugby World Cup semifinals. Jonica and I know very little about rugby, but this morning that we woke up, that lobby was packed with All Blacks fans, the New Zealand national team for rugby. New Zealand crushed the Argentina team, making their way then to the World Cup of rugby, which happened a week later. Yeah, we got kind of wrapped up in it and excited to watch it and excited to see how New Zealand did, seeing that they were doing so well. And obviously it's a very good team this year. We learned a few things. Yeah, the only thing I don't understand is a scrum. So hit me up if you can explain that to me. The other thing that, like, when you're scrolling through channels here is cricket. And what WTF is cricket? I have no idea. That's that's a weird one. If we can just travel and learn one new sport, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm, I don't need to learn all the world sports. Unfortunately, we did have to leave before the rugby game was over. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to catch a flight. It was time for us to go from Rotorua to Wellington. This is the capital of New Zealand. Another front observation is that we noticed when we were flying, you don't go through security from one city to the next in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. As long as you're flying domestically, Mm -hmm. there is no 
checking of security whatsoever. There's a bag check if needed, but there is actually no metal detector, no security. Drop those bags, go to the gate. Boom. We're not sure if this is everywhere, but at least in our experience from the few flights we've taken in New Zealand, this has been sort of the status. Mm-hmm. All right, onward to Wellington. Being the capital of New Zealand, this was definitely a city. This was a financial hub. There was corporate offices there. There were advertising agencies. There were advertising. It was, it was clearly a city. Uh, we hopped on the bus from the airport and headed into the city center where we would be staying in a hotel since we were only going to be there for a few days. We found no need to be booking Airbnbs if you were going to be staying somewhere for two nights. It's just not worth the hassle. No. We dropped our bags, we headed out for lunch, and then returned to our room to chill a little bit more because we were both continuing to feel sick. Dinner that night was very good. We were at Super Lucky. So good. We, on, a, I mean, Jonica booked this, but this was like a one-off that night, to be honest, right? We stopped by this restaurant, the Egmont Street Eatery. They said, the, all we have left is a chef's table. We said, great, this sounds wonderful. We were put right in the action. We sat at the chef's table, so basically right in the kitchen watching all the action. We got oysters, two different ways. We got crudite with a sesame dip, which Jonica was ecstatic about. So good. Oh, orange wine. Every, orange wine. Great meal. As far as I think I'm concerned, you agree with me. Best meal in Wellington. Oh, yeah. Hands Egmont down. Street Eatery. Hands down. Amazing service. Our server was incredible. She was lovely. Gave us recommendations where to go out afterwards if we felt so inclined. I mean, if, if ever given the option, I will always choose to sit for the most part at the chef's table because it is such an experience. Being in the action, you, you, f- you feel the stress. I love seeing all the dishes prepared um, because you get to see how things obviously that you didn't even order are prepared and what other people are eating. So I highly recommend that restaurant if you're ever in Wellington. But We went back to rest up, and the next day we got up to get lunch on the waterfront in the harbor there and to walk around the city a bit and explore. We stopped by the Te Papa Museum, which kind of felt like a New Zealand version of the Natural History Museum. So you got to learn a lot about the country. Then after that, we happened upon a farmer's market, which I always love uh, to visit when we're in other countries, especially because there's different produce, different fruits, uh, things that you've never heard of before. Um, The weather, though, in Wellington that day especially was not great. It was cold. It was windy and it was wet. So we grabbed a quick dinner of some pho, which always makes everyone feel better, and headed back to catch some Z's because very early the next morning, we had a ferry to get on to get us to the South Island. So a little bit shorter of an episode, but we are going to wrap it up here. And this is episode 6.1, the North Island of New Zealand. Stay tuned for episode 6.2, where we will be talking all about the adventures and the wine and all of the things that we have been doing on the Southern Island. Bye. Bye!